You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. Ar-Rahmanir rahim. Maliki yawmiddin. Iyaka na'abudu wa iyaka nasta'een. Ihdina siratul mustaqeem. Siratul ladhina na'amta alayhim. Ghayril maqtubi alayhim walad. Amin. Alam hasalli ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammadin kama salaita ala Ibrahim wa ala Ali Ibrahim innaka Hamidun Mujid. Alam barika ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammadin kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala Ali Ibrahim innaka Hamidun Mujid. Yeah, Allah, we ask that you um, accept the efforts that we're doing today, I mean, and help uh, give us ease in it, inshallah. And we pray that it's beneficial for, for people uh, now and inshallah in the future. And inshallah, it counts as uh, charity, um, any of the good that we do. And uh, we ask for uh, ease, inshallah, in the success, I mean. Okay, so let's be, let's let's begin and welcome uh, uh, everyone else who's joined. So. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back. This is our, our second show of the Embrace Conversations podcast for Radio Ramadan 365. And alhamdulillah, um, mashallah, it was such a beautiful honour to be joined by Sheikh Amin Buxton last week. And this week we've got uh, an equally exciting guest, alhamdulillah. We've got a sister who has actually been Muslim for eight years, alhamdulillah, and has been involved in various things in the community efforts, including... The Embrace Show on Radio Ramadan was the presenter after I up sticks and ran away in fear from the city. Um, so, mashallah, we've got Sister Karima Hussein with us this week and our discussion is, of course, done in Ramadan. So, uh, alhamdulillah, we just ask that, um, inshallah, Allah accepts our fasts and that also um, you can join us, uh, inshallah, uh, for the show. If you're listening just now and there's still time, every Saturday we're going to be recording these podcasts and we're going to invite new Muslims, converts, reverts, whatever your preference, you know, just the whole host of different flavours of us. Um, I just want to invite you along to be part of the um, the recording and inshallah um, we welcome a, sort of a social discussion and so on after, whatever you like. But mashallah, if you want to just pop in and see how it's done, um, you know, you're very welcome, mashallah. So a huge big assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to our lovely guest this week, Karima Hussain. How are you? Alaikum salam. I'm fine. I'm well. Alhamdulillah. How are you? Oh, alhamdulillah. I'm uh, I'm happy. It's Ramadan and it's just been the most beautiful sunny day. Uh, you know, we've been locked in for so long. You know, and the winter lockdown. Let's not forget this special yes. flavour of lockdown that we had. Um, so alhamdulillah, to just have a wee bit of sun and uh, blue skies and that, mashallah, was just so good for the soul. You know, a change. You know, subhanallah, change. Definitely, yeah. Subhanallah. Makes such a difference to your mood. Oh yeah, alhamdulillah. I always find it so strange. Um, you must have had the experience of speaking to uh, perhaps Arab brothers and sisters or African brothers and sisters who just say that, you know, they, they, they love the idea of having the rain all the time. Oh no, I, I don't like the rain. I'd rather just, um, I'd rather have sun like all year round. <laughs> I totally understand. It's it's why it's so so funny to to, to think that um that much. But you know what it's like. You know it's like you're just you know. Um, which reminds me of the hadith. In fact, you know if uh, you know if man was given a mountain of gold, yeah, he would only want another one. You know, know. <laughs> so, you always want yeah. You want what you what you can't have. Everyone wants what they can't have. <laughs> 
Allah, we, 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 we're from the garden, mashallah. We remember yeah. so much more. So, alhamdulillah, Carly, um, you know, I met yourself. I was so lucky to meet yourself um, in the mm -hmm. beautiful, um, you know, volunteering uh, community mm -hmm. um, uh, involvement uh, environment of Radio Ramadan 365, Radio Ramadan Glasgow, um, a beautiful place. Um, but it's actually something that we've not discussed, certainly at length, um, was your journey to Islam. This podcast, of course, we're wanting to uh, more um, focus on the journey of Islam after yeah. that uh, shahada but mashallah please give us a flavor of kind of where you're coming from what your um early life was like and um mm -hmm. what it was like when you took shahada your journey to islam yeah um so before um when i was younger i grew up as a catholic um the sort of irish catholic quite strict well i say strict but it was more strict when you know, they wanted it to be strict. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I grew up and I went to a Catholic school, Catholic primary, Catholic secondary, and um, I just, I didn't really feel a connection to it. So through secondary school, I sort of went away from any form of religion and actually turned to probably what people would think would be the opposite, where I'd be a goth and I wanted to rebel against everything that was... Uh, religion at that point mm. um, just because I, I didn't understand Catholicism I didn't I didn't like the the, the culture that was surrounding it at the time um, and that, I think that was probably just to do with how this the, the school that I was at and how they sort of ingrained that sort of culture with us but um, I, I say I grew out of my goth phase. I probably haven't. There's probably some times where I'd maybe hear a song like mm -hmm. uh, passing by in a, in a in a a shop somewhere, and I'd be like, "Oh my goodness, that 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 was really good." But um, I I would say that I probably did grow out of it and started looking for something more. Um, Mashallah, I have to ask, you know, did, did, did you, you're saying you, you went away almost to the opposite of religion. Did you identify as an atheist? Is that something that you were um, with? I think my family would have probably said I was an atheist. And I probably would have said a stuff for a lot that I didn't believe in anything just out of rebellion. Um, but I think deep down, I, I, did, I did believe that there was something there. I always have. Uh, and I don't think that's ever went away as much as I tried to push it away myself by telling myself and telling other people that I didn't believe in anything. It's such a common thing, you know, sometimes um, myself... Um... I was uh, you know, sort of raised nominally Christian. Uh, I was a Protestant and um, uh, later became atheist you know, and, and, and didn't believe in God. But, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, what would you say, a very strong part of me, if you get mm -hmm. what I'm saying. It was just mm -hmm. something that I didn't, I wasn't convinced by. Whereas yeah. you, uh, you, it's quite common to meet people, I, I always think now as well, who mm -hmm. are on that kind of atheist path, isn't it? Uh, quite common yeah. who, who are almost, um, have negative emotions towards God, which almost suggests a belief yeah. in yeah but yeah exactly so I think yeah I think probably because my childhood was quite difficult as well like I had a lot of um mental health issues growing up um with like depression and things like that and disordered eating and uh sort of dysmorphia with my body and I think that 
a lot of that, um, it made me really angry. Um, and at that point, I think that's why I, I rebelled when I was a lot younger, because I thought that a, a God wouldn't, wouldn't put me through something like this when, you know, I've not done anything wrong. Um, but yeah, that, that, and I think probably in my early 20s, maybe, in fact, probably younger than that, I'd say maybe from 18, I started looking into different religions because I, I, I felt like a need to have a purpose um, and for there to be a reason for me to be on this earth. Um, at first I started looking into Hinduism and I didn't feel a connection. Um, then I started looking into just plain, just normal Christianity without any sort of sects or any branches. I just wanted to look into Christianity on its own. I didn't feel a connection with that. Um, and then it was when I was about 21 that I started looking into Islam. Um, it was my husband now that introduced me to it. And it was never one I would have chosen myself if I wanted to look into it. But once I did, I then realised that things are starting to click, like they're starting to make sense a little bit now. Absolutely. So, Mashallah, um, subhanAllah, it's, it's so it's so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you make me think of, um, oh, what's, uh, okay. what's this? I'll open the door. Uh, oh, better get that muted. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, um, there's a sister who became uh, Muslim and my, my fasting brain was going so slow. Um, mashallah, amazing singer from Ireland. Um, What's her name again? Uh, oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. I feel this is bad. Um, it's getting recorded down, but mashallah, she, she was yeah. talking. She's a theologian, mashallah. Her sister's been so uh, immersed in learning about religion, and mm -hmm. she said Islam was the last one that she left. You know, um, yeah, because yeah. she was just so convinced of, um, you know, of the. But mashallah, you know, as soon as she looked in, you know, and sometimes you kind of wonder, you know, Islam has increased so much, and people more mm -hmm. more, more people become Muslim since you know the the tragedy of nine eleven. Yeah. And you think, why is that? But of course, there's so much publicity uh, about Islam and so much, so much negativity that, subhanAllah, when people uh, discover it, mashallah, it's, it's miraculous, I think. Exactly, know? exactly. So, mashallah, how long a journey was it between the um, initial, uh, you know, learning about Islam and jihad? Mm -hmm. Was it quite a quick process or did it take time? It was about two years. And um, it's actually Khadija that's in my, that's in the webinar right now she was the one that sort of mashallah guided me through it from the beginning um she was muslim yeah but i hadn't heard from her in quite some time um and i decided i seen her online and she was fasting and i thought why is she fasting she's not a muslim like what's she fasting for uh, and I decided to to speak to her and just sort of ask her like what's going on and she told me that she'd become Muslim and I had said to her I, I've been thinking about like I've been looking into Islam as well so we met up and obviously me and Khadija knew each other we've known each other for years more than I think maybe 13 years now and um was it from school no no it was uh it was from the post-school uh, party scene <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we we met up and uh Khadija just sort of she was like my right hand man like she just she 
mashallah, she's just so full of knowledge, even from the very beginning. Khadija just knew everything. So mashallah, she just took me through everything. She sort of took me under her wing and um I just learned I learned so much from her. And uh it was the moment I knew that I was taking my shahada, and I've I've sort of told this story before. We were I was at Khadija's house for Iftar. Um, and it was to her time I was staying over at her house. This was obviously pre, pre-marriage, pre-kids, like you could go and stay with your friends and, you know, not have any responsibilities. Um, and we, we had went, I know, I know, we had went out to the back garden and we were having some tea and we were just sort of, it was just before, um, you know, about an hour before it was time to stop, start fasting again. And, uh, and we were just sort of admiring admiring the beauty in the sky and what looking at the stars and it sounds so cheesy but it, it really it really was a beautiful moment and we were talking about like before before we were even thinking about becoming Muslim like we never got the chance to appreciate what the nighttime sky looked like because we weren't looking at it we were we were too interested in other things and um we missed all these beautiful wonders that Allah had given us and again it sounds it sounds unbelievable but at that very precise moment that we were we had mentioned the word Allah there were two shooting stars very very bright prominent shooting stars that shot across the sky and I don't think I've ever been so shocked in my life and I I, I don't think everyone says are you looking for a sign and for me I was like I don't think there can be any more obvious sign for me right now than to take my shahada so it was the next day when I uh, we attended a, a zikr um, and I hadn't told anybody at that point and I, I said I'm not telling anybody that I'm doing it um, until until the actual point where I build up the confidence to tell someone um, and I had went up to Khadija and I whispered I was like I want you to take my shahada and everybody just went crazy and then that was it I took my shahada and it's the best decision I've never never looked back Alhamdulillah MashaAllah it's a beautiful beautiful tale MashaAllah and um, you know it's 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 so true you know Alhamdulillah we can we can get so many uh, you know amazing benefits just from subhanAllah just looking around us Alhamdulillah and Mm -hmm. uh, and and MashaAllah you know it's, it's quite funny because sometimes I think the what would you say looking at the sky and and seeing it in such a way can really um i say it can seem so normal after a while as well but yeah, yeah. people who you, you forget just do not um have that that gift to you mm-hmm. know yet inshallah to, to be able to just kind of really benefit from that well mashallah yeah. we're talking before the podcast about you know did you take you had it at the zikr zik- then I did, yeah, I did, yeah, and it was um, great. Mashallah, I mean, we were talking about this huge buzz. Um, you know, was it like that? Mashallah, lots of hugs and smile, all these kind of things. It was, yeah, it was, and it was just I was crying. I think I had I cried for about an hour after it. It was like all those years of not feeling like I had a meaning to life or a purpose was all built up, and all of a sudden, like it was just gone. Like that, that was it. I had found the purpose and I had done it. 
Beautiful, beautiful. May luck saved and you know, everything since I mean. Well, um, um, what I was going to say, you know, th this is something that's come up, of course, in the show, the Embrace show, uh, so many times is there's that huge flurry, um, you know, people contacting and, mashallah, the generosity of Muslims, mashallah, giving gifts and, mashallah, giving their time and so on. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that can die down and that kind of dying down um, of the kind of initial flurry, even, mm -hmm. let's say, the initial flurry of our motivations, which are, you know, absolute at their peak uh, often mm -hmm. at that time. Um you know, it, it can be quite a change. Um, would, you know, take us um, a little bit after that initial flurry, um, after to perhaps when things settled down, um, mm -hmm. what kind of things were you involved in? Um, you know, yeah. certainly know about the Radio Ramadan, Radio Ramadan involvement, mashallah. What kind of things yeah. did you get up to after you felt, you know, let's say you were now not just a Muslim, but you were a Muslim, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Um, I think I was quite lucky in the sense I always had someone, I always had Khadija, um, Apart from, obviously, she went, mashallah, she went to Yemen and things like that. Um, mm. But there was always that person there that I could speak with. And Khadija knew all the right people for me to speak with. But obviously, there does come that time when everything calms down and um, you do get that, that sort of time to yourself. Um, to be honest, I, I don't like, I don't like people, like, overcrowding me and sort of being like mashallah please pray for me I, that sort of stuff it sort of gives me anxiety so mm. for me personally I kind of liked being able to step back and take a breath mm -hmm. from it all but I do know that a lot of people struggle with that I know that it's really hard for them especially when they maybe don't they don't have a Khadija <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. I mean, definitely. I mean, looking at you know, we we talk about things, and inshallah, we'll talk later about you know your ideas, what you'd love to see for new mm -hmm. Muslims. Um, but this, um, it's laying open in the seed of where Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you know, would give company, uh, you know, mm -hmm. people from, uh, you know, the the people of the. Uh, so how should I phrase this? You know, the people who became uh, Muslim, mashallah, uh, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would pair up people from their culture, from their uh, ge uh, geography and so on with them mm. uh, to mm. support, mashallah. And this um, certainly is not always there. As you say, you yeah. are lucky. And alhamdulillah, yeah. I was lucky to have, um, you know, mashallah, company, a key component in sort of getting it on. Well, mashallah, although you're saying, you know, you are not one for crowds and so on, as so many people are, you know, alhamdulillah, um, well, Something drew you to get involved in Radio Ramadan. What was that? Um, I'm not actually too sure. I think I just I wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone. Um, and public speaking is not something that I actually enjoy. Uh, so, really? no, no, no. It's that I, I, I'm, I'm trying to force myself to enjoy it. And I, I really want to do it. And that's why I've been doing various things Radio Ramadan and um, I've, I've been taking up drama classes and things like that because I want to be able to do it Um I want to be able to be good at it but yeah so that that was one one of my main reasons just to sort of push myself out of my comfort zone the other reason was just I, I wanted to be able to hear other aspects and other stories on other people's experiences of taking shahada and becoming a Muslim. It really it interested me and I wanted to know sort of how they found it and what it was like for them after becoming Muslim. 
Mashallah. Um, are there any are there any stories, um, perhaps even from yourself or the show that they kind of stick in your mind is particularly you know poignant? Since for me or for from the I, other Muslims, either or. Um, since becoming Muslim, probably if I was to speak about my own stories since becoming Muslim, I think one thing that I, I maybe wouldn't have been able to get through if I, if I wasn't Muslim would maybe be grief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, mashallah. Yeah. We we talked um before the show that mm -hmm. mashallah you were you're Muslim for for a while, quite a while and mm -hmm. then you faced a, a year of a lot of challenges um yeah. involving bereavement and so on. So yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, please. Yeah, so um it was in a really short space of time. Um, mashallah, I've got my I've got my daughter. She was born in two thousand and fifteen, so she's coming up for six this year, and she's brilliant. Mashallah, I love her, but. Um, obviously you always get those questions of so when are you having another one when are you have another one and um, I got pregnant in 2018 and um, after 12 weeks we found out that uh, the baby the heart the, the baby's heart wasn't beating so it was it was very very difficult to get through at that time and there's a lot of things that you don't realize are very important to know when you're Muslim. Um, because obviously I was 12 weeks. Um, so the baby, without going into too much information, it was it was a, a baby. Um, and there's things that you don't realize that you, sh you should maybe know that I didn't realize at the time that when you are faced with a nurse and they come in and they say, we can either, you know, we can take care of things in regards to the side of the baby or you can take the baby home. And at that point, I didn't know what to do. I, I was in too much sadness and grief to think about it. And um, my mum, who's not a Muslim, was with me and she says, just sign the form. It's, it's fine, just sign the form, let, let the nurses take care of it. And in hindsight, I wish that I had, I had done it myself. But I think knowing that now has made me stronger um that i think if anybody else was ever to go through something like that it would be good for someone to be able to be there to let them know what happened um and then after that loss um just a couple of weeks later i my my papa who is basically he was like a dad to me he lost his battle with cancer so it was it was a really really hard time. I think I think having two massive losses in such a short space of time, it you you struggle to think that it's actually real. I think, and I, and I think you start to think, is this is this happening to me? Is this really happening to me? I think it's a, the shock, um, especially. Uh, I think so close to losing the baby to then losing my papa that was basically like my dad I think you don't really get time to you, you try and figure out sort of how to grieve for this and also how to grieve for that at the same time it becomes like you're trying to juggle more than one thing at once and I think as well 
It's a really extremely um, difficult thing to do, um, yeah. so both of these events, let alone both mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then I think you also have that in your head that you have to try and make things as normal as possible for for Salma. So, yeah. But yeah. Um, what was I going to say? The um, you know, myself, I've also gone through baby loss um, yeah. and uh, lost uh, my daughter, as you, as you know, yeah. eight weeks. Um, yeah. Certainly regarding that, you know, sort of a wider, not just for Muslims, um, uh, there's not as, as much knowledge in general. Um, there's not as much, as much talking about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that it's almost a hidden thing. Even even sometimes I wonder about the 12-week tradition that we have in this country mm -hmm. about announcing it, um, you know, keeping it secret. I mean, what mm -hmm. I think this can lead to is um, often, you know, you're talking about this grief here. Sometimes yeah. people don't know that you're grieving. Sometimes it's, and then you, you kind of don't uh, know uh, how to share that. Did you feel, was, yeah. it a bit of a, was it a bit of a secret grief within your family? or did kind of a wider circle yeah well I think with my with my papa dying it was I was able to be more open with that um with the loss of the baby I think it was more it was quite solitary so um I think that's because for everybody else it wasn't tangible to them but because it was me that was carrying the baby, it was tangible to me. Like for for me, it was more real. But for everybody else, it was more of a I don't know. It was something that they just know about, but not something they experience. Mm -hmm. um, so that was probably more more private for me, and it was something that I probably had to keep to myself more. Mm -hmm. No, so that was um, that was that was difficult. I couldn't probably be as open as what I wanted to be with that. I have to say myself, you know, as a Muslim, um, you know, and and as someone, I wasn't particularly religious, as I said earlier in the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, when I lost my daughter, um, it was just such an eye opener of religion and. Sorry about that background noise, but uh, something I've not talked about a lot. But actually, the um, when uh, after the whole event happened, losing my daughter, to then pray, to then pray, put my head to the earth and and thank God. Wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. No, no, it's it's not. Yeah, is that something yeah. you experienced yourself? Yeah, yeah. I probably, I probably feel like it probably was a bit more difficult um i think you go through the stage of why me um why does this need to happen to me not that you would want it to happen to anyone else but there is that short stage that you do feel a little bit bitter and you wonder why and you start to question but i think what probably got me through was I don't, I don't know it off by heart, but there was the, someone had sent me something because I was very open about it. Um, I know a lot of people who go through miscarriage, they, they maybe don't want to share it and that's absolutely fine. But mm -hmm. for me, I wanted to be open about it. I wanted to, everyone to know because I didn't, I, I, I couldn't, the thought of everyone knowing was easier for me than the, the having to deal with everybody asking me when I'm next having a baby because that that always seems to be a question 
when you've got one child it's when you have another one yeah. and that would for me is harder to deal with than just telling the people the truth so what got me through I think was the I think it's, it's a hadith but I can't remember exactly the words it was about if if a mother loses a, a child then the the child stays in heaven and will be an intercession for you um and I think that's that's what what made me strong I think and got me through it alhamdulillah it's um yeah it's uh there's so many beautiful reminders I received from a sheikh as well and one sheikh Abdulaziz Fredericks um you know said that inshallah you know your child inshallah who we you know we look forward to seeing um will be welcome to heaven to paradise mashallah looked yeah. after by Ibrahim alayhi salam and we'll have everything in paradise everything yeah. and they will say where is my mummy and where is my daddy and mashallah you know that that love and that bond there mashallah is so strong and subhanallah um, is something that inshallah we can look forward to and alhamdulillah you know what i'll be honest as well you know what see just salah just mashallah uh, i don't know about yourself i found just having to get up you know having to wash yourself you know um and mashallah continue alhamdulillah um, was amazing and and you know what you're talking about the, the process that you went through where you didn't perhaps get to do all of the um, islamic rituals um, mm -hmm. that you wanted to do you know? Um, you know, they helped, and I can't deny, sister, um, that, that washing uh, the, the body of my daughter, um, one of the hardest things, um, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Um, but there was a huge, the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that yeah. I, I could fully engage with the physicality, the very physical reality of what was going yeah. on. And subhanAllah, to be able to breathe communally um, through, through a funeral uh, was you know, mashallah was, was mm -hmm. part of the, the, the healing process. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, that um, as well for the advice. Well, mashallah, um, you know, alhamdulillah, you know, this Islam, you know, this is something I always want to get across to people, you know, with Islam, you know, alhamdulillah, there's so much help, but it will be yeah. challenging. You know, it's normal to find things difficult, you know, because this is life yeah. with human beings. Absolutely. Um, alhamdulillah, there, there are so many gifts as well. Um, yeah. Allah, you know, you're, you're talking about your daughter, um, mm -hmm. and I know that your uh, husband is—he's um, not a reader himself. I'm no. that. That's right. he's, he's from Glasgow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's Balochi, which is um, a province. It's basically a province in in Iran. Mm. Um, so yeah, my daughter speaks. She speaks Balochi, but she's also learning Gaelic. Um, because we've sent her to a Gaelic school, so she's getting the best of both worlds. <laughs> um, what's it like um, to have, uh, you know, uh, be married um, in a sort of a mixed, um, you know, heritage family? And and are there any issues, or, or I'm sure there's millions of benefits. You know what I mean? But are there any any things that come up as well with regards to like identity and stuff like that? Is it ever difficult? Yeah, I think I think. At the beginning, it's difficult to try and figure out a compromise, I think. But I think as everyone grows to get to know each other and you have that love for each other, I, I think after a while, like none of that really matters. You just, you just love people for them being people and you love their culture and 
you learn each other's culture and I think like that's a beautiful thing um and then to go on and have a, a child where you can teach them both and you can teach them you know that they can they, they, they can learn all of their cultures it's it's it really is it's a lovely thing yeah I think that um you know often you know I think Sheikh was talking to me as well about you know saying that I come across as quite unified in a way right but mashallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unified and it's only him who's you know completely yeah. one but definitely at times um you know there were questions about you know history and culture and uh, mm -hmm. you know practices um in my own uh you know past and so on and how yeah. to reconcile these with being muslim yeah. and uh, but certainly i think that's partly one of the journeys perhaps that um that everyone goes through yeah comes from that you know a place where you know not only in fact not only do we not have many muslims in this part of the world our culture which has been intimately entwined with islam for mm -hmm. like over a millennium you know islam has been at the heart of you know yeah. cultural discussion here for over a thousand years um mm -hmm. but but the whole thing is like trying to make out like it's something we don't even know about it's really strange <laughs> and so on so mm -hmm. you know there the can be these tensions can come up even in yourself to sort of think you yeah. know, how to do these things together of but course. mashallah um you know um it seems you've kind of like uh, sort of grabbed both both at once as well but yeah. how about your family you know is is, is that something you know, people often of course when they first come to Islam, worry about um, family. Was there any tension uh, in the early days and how's that changed as things have gone on? Yeah, I think um, I think just trying to sort of smash the misconceptions that you're not you're not extreme, you're not going into this and you're not changing as a person. Your personality doesn't change. You're the same person. It's just that some things that you do might change, like... Um, you maybe you maybe don't want to you're obviously not going to drink alcohol and your diet dietary requirements change and things like that but it's not um it doesn't change who you are and I think it's less a case of telling them and more showing them mm. so and that takes time Marshall. but I think I think you'll get there eventually I mean, I mean, mashallah. I mean, Allah accept everything and all of the the deeds that you've got, uh, you know, you've uh, performed. I mean, you know, especially going through all of this, uh, you know, yeah. challenges. As subhanallah, so you know, it's, it's an intrinsic part of our life. And mashallah, yeah. we, we even talked a little bit about how, to be honest, you know, you you were telling me that you can come out of these with some sort of gifts as well. But yeah. I'm looking at the time and we're kind of like running to a close at the moment as we approach uh, Maghrib. Well, what I want to do is just ask you kind of two questions we're going to ask in okay. every, uh, you know, show. And please, uh, as, as quick as uh, a nice brief answer. Yeah. Um, what's one piece of advice that you would give someone if they were uh, to become Muslim today? Um, I would say uh, just go in with an open mind. Um, and the big thing I would say is um, always remember the spiritual side of Islam rather than just the practical side just remember that the spiritual side is just as important mashallah thanks so much and uh if there's blue sky thinking we can you know let, we can do anything mashallah as inshallah i can do anything in the world. what is it that you would like to see for people who've come to islam today oh, such a big question um i think just i don't know maybe just a community that you can stick with. That that's really it. I think 
a community that you can stick with and always have contact with. Mashallah. Well, mm-hmm. I make dua that inshallah Allah can uh, you know provide that for us inshallah. Make dua that inshallah. Uh, you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps you know guide your family to the good inshallah I mean and inshallah. Uh, you know mashallah everyone uh, there. I want to thank you so much as well for coming on and thank mashallah, you for having me. Through that. Oh, absolute pleasure and alhamdulillah I just pray that inshallah so many people can benefit from this inshallah. and uh, Allah accept your effort. Other than that, I just want to say a, a huge thank you to everybody who come, came along to the recording of the podcast. If it's still Ramadan uh, keep an eye out uh, for the links to the you know the recording and inshallah just uh, ask that you make dua for us in our efforts next week we'll be joined uh, by Ustad Abdul Azim uh, to talk about his uh, journey he's uh, supported Muslims for many years but uh, in the final minutes of the fast just ask that Allah uh, accepts and I'll let you make dua thank you Assalamu alaikum. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum.